Welcome back to another season of the UK Virtual School Podcast with me, Sid, the founder of the first online school that dares to be different. If you've heard season one, you'll know that this podcast is for families who home educate and for those looking for an alternative to the current educational system. Now, if you did miss season one, I highly recommend that you go back and have a sneak peek because there are some real gems from that season. I discussed my journey through education in episode one. Episode six is super popular and useful if you're looking at GCSE exams. I even interviewed the teacher that lives in a van in episode number eight. In this season, season two, we've got some brand new interviews with teachers, students and parents from UK Virtual School. UK Virtual School is now in its second year. Join us on a movement to disrupt education as we continue to create an innovative, inclusive and fulfilling alternative for the children who will become the change makers and leaders of tomorrow. Welcome back guys to another amazing season of the UK Virtual School podcast. How to homeschool. The 101 Guide to Kickstarting Home Education. Right guys, so we are on our final episode of season two. And what a season it's been. So you would have heard some exciting interviews with teachers, students and parents. And I've also done some solo episodes where I've spoken about home education and UK virtual school. But today's episode is going to be for all of those that are considering homeschooling or home educating. And you just want to have a guide to how you would go about doing it. So we're going to be talking about five different things today. Structure, content, expertise network and the future. Okay, so we're going to go through each of these and I'm just going to be deep diving into each of these areas to give you an idea of the types of things that you should be thinking about when you're considering home education for the first time. So number one, it's going to be structure. So home education is not about replicating school at home. A lot of parents, when they first go into homeschooling or home education, let's first of all define the terms homeschooling and home education. So many parents think that homeschooling is the same as home education, and it's used interchangeably in the world as well. Homeschooling is a term that's used mainly in America, which is equivalent to home education in the UK. But there's a difference between the two. Homeschooling in the UK means that you are replicating school at home. This child is usually still enrolled in a school environment, but for whatever reason, it could be illness, it could be other reasons, they're at home and you're replicating school at home. Home education is a legal term that's used for anyone that has pulled their child out and is responsible for the education. It's actually elective home education, EHC, that is commonly used by LEAs, but Most families, when they're first searching for home education, will type in homeschooling in Google. So I've written in this episode how to homeschool because that's the most commonly typed in phrase when people actually mean home education. Now that we've defined those terms, home education isn't school at home. Homeschooling could be but home education isn't. So my advice would be that if you've legally taken your kids out or you're planning to do this, don't try to replicate school at home because you're not going to be able to do it, first of all. And working from nine o'clock in the morning till 3.30 intensively with your child is not the equivalent of the amount of work that they do in school. In a school environment, 
There's 30 kids in a class. The teacher spends a lot of time controlling the class, getting them to take books out, settling them down. Uh, They take time from going into class, leaving the class to go for break, coming back in after lunch. They have assemblies, they have sports events, they have other things that are happening during the day. All in all, your child is probably doing an hour, an hour and a half of actual learning in a school. That means the teacher is teaching them, the children are actively engaging and actual learning with no downtime. It's about 90 minutes. Now, if you try to do that at home and you're setting your child down from nine o'clock till 3.30, it's going to be super, super intense. They're going to get bored. You're going to get tired. It's just not going to be manageable. The amount of work that you do in a class is not the same as what you do in a one-to-one environment. You just can't do it to that level of intensity consistently from nine till 3.30 at home. It's just not going to work. So my first bit of advice would be Don't try to replicate school at home. Create a minimal timetable where you have some of the core things that you want to be working on. It could be Monday, you're focused on maths in the morning. Tuesday, you're going to be focused on English. Wednesday, you're going to go to the library and you're going to do a trip out. Thursday, you're going to do something arts related. And Friday is going to be a day off. Like you could keep it so minimal. Kids thrive off structure. So if you can give them a structure, even if it means that they're waking up and starting at half 10, that's completely fine. But develop a routine and a structure. Routine's really important for kids. They'll get into a rhythm. They'll know what to expect. You're going to have less resistance and it's going to start to work out. So create a timetable and I would say get your children involved in this. Ask them what subjects that they want to do on what day and put it in. It might be that they don't want to do maths in the morning, but they're fine to do it in the afternoon. So work with them. One of the things that you need to be aware of is when you're home educating, the child needs to be on board. You're not going to get without resistance through much if they're not going to be on your side. So create a timetable with them that works with their way of working and your way of working. So negotiate and create a routine. Stick that timetable up on the wall so everyone knows exactly when you're going to be doing what you're going to be doing and when your free time is and when your trip's out of. There's an understanding between the family and whoever is involved in the home education as well. Create a structure. Don't try to replicate school at home. It has to be a structure that works for your family and no two timetables are going to be identical. Every family will do things differently because your child's personality, your personality and what you want to gain from home education is going to be different. Don't rely on what other people have done. Take inspiration from it by all means but don't rely on what other people are doing because it might not work for your family. There's loads of families that will try to replicate what someone else does and then get really disappointed when it doesn't work for them. You've got to keep trying. Try different things by all means. Experiment and you'll find a routine that works for you and your child or children, depending on how many you're home educating, and something that is successful for you. So experiment, try different things, but don't try to replicate school at home. Create a timetable, put it up on the wall so everyone knows what you're doing. Okay, let's move on to number two, content. So we've talked about how you don't need to replicate school at home. One of the other things that a lot of parents struggle to get their head around is that they don't need to follow the curriculum. A lot of families think that they need to teach all the subjects and everything exactly how school would teach them. Now, it's probably sensible to cover English and maths to national curriculum, especially if you might be sending your kids back to school. That's a good place to start. But 
Even that you don't have to do because legally, and I would recommend that you check the law as well uh, before you take my advice on board because I'm giving you advice and guidance, but you are still responsible for following the law. So if you are not in England and you're somewhere else, check the law of your country. But even if you are in England, the law could change over time. So have a look at what it says. At the moment, it says that your child has to be following an education to their level and ability. Okay, I've rephrased it. So have a look at the exact phrasing. But that's what it roughly says. So it doesn't say that you have to do English, maths and science and art and geography and history in quite the same way a school do it. But they have to be doing education and learning at a level that's equivalent to them. Now some families decide that their home education is going to be traveling the world and the kids learning about different cultures and they have a very hands-on approach. Other families will do lots of trips and will do projects based on those trips. Other families will pick a theme per month and will follow that theme and create a whole education around that theme. You don't need to be following the curriculum if it's not something that you want to do. You can do, obviously, and there's loads of curriculum to pick from. You might want to follow the English national curriculum. You might want to follow the American. You might want to follow the Singaporean maths curriculum. A lot of families do because they find that the maths is a lot better. So it's up to you what curriculum you choose to follow if you choose to follow one. At UK Virtual School, what we tend to do is we provide a lot of structure for families. So that's number one done. We provide structure by giving them a routine and to follow. But number two is that we do follow the national curriculum for English and maths for primary. For secondary, we follow the GCSE structure for year 9, 10, 11 and national curriculum for year seven. But the other subjects... We don't. Science we do at secondary and roughly in primary, but the other subjects we've created in a way which is fun and engaging for the kids and they gain general knowledge and they gain lots of skills. So it's not about following the national curriculum to the T. It's about your child progressing, loving the subject, developing a real love for it because if they really love it the grades and the marks will follow later on in life get your child to really really engage with the subject and find something that they're interested in as well because it might be that your child isn't really keen on maths they'll do a bit but they're really keen on the art and what you could do is you could do really creative pieces in art but you couldn't use maths within it they might be interested in interior design so you could actually use a ruler and a pencil and scale down your living room and get them to paint, redesign the living room with different furniture. And that could be their maths and their art combined. It could be that your child loves English, okay, but they don't like reading. So they will love to write stories and they love to create content, but they don't like reading books. You could get them to read their own story. You could read out a story to them and talk about similarities and differences. There'll be a point where your child decides to pick up a book and read themselves because they'll be so engaged with what you're delivering for them. But the content can be whatever your child is interested in, whatever you are interested in as a family as well. You don't have to be following the curriculum. Okay, so that's number two. Number three, expertise. A lot of parents say, I'm not a teacher. I can't home educate possibly because I'm not a teacher. Only teachers can home educate. That's not true. As an adult, you have the skills to facilitate the learning for your child, even if you're not an expert in the field that you're helping them in. Adults aren't experts in everything either. Teachers are not experts in everything. 
They have worked on a specific area, a specific subject, and they might have more knowledge on you in that particular area. But there'll still be aspects of that subject that they have no clue about, and they will be resourceful, and they'll use Google, and they'll use books, and they'll use websites, and they'll find the answers that they need and a way to deliver the content. A good educator isn't one that knows everything. A good educator is resourceful. And as a parent, you've already established that you are resourceful because you've raised kids. You've managed to get them this far, right? So the same way that you raise a child and you teach them how to talk and you teach them how to walk and you teach them how to eat, it's the same way you teach them content when it gets to education levels as well. So how would you do it? You can Google content, you can get books, you can reach out to people to help you, you can set up cooperatives where you've got a group of families supporting each other and you can obviously outsource anything that you don't want to be doing yourself so you could get a tutor in you could go to a local group you could go to a sports center where they might be running sessions or you might utilize an online school like ours so UK virtual school was set up to make it very flexible for families like yours that don't want to be doing everything themselves so you might be really good, great at math, you might be a mathematician, but your English isn't that great and you don't know the difference between punctuation and grammar and spellings and all of these kind of things, which sounds like a bit like me. You might be fine doing the maths on your own with your child, but you might want to outsource the English. Now we've set up a school where it's completely flexible, you can outsource as little as one subject to us. So it could be just the English or just the science or just the art. And when you enroll with us, you get access to everything else that's part of enrolment, which includes assemblies and social clubs and coaching tutorials and parent meetings and all the events that we do. You get access to all of that, even if you're just enrolled to one subject. So you can actually outsource to different people and find different experts that you think would be able to cater for different needs for your child. So at UK Virtual School, we've got specialist teachers for each subject and we find that works really well. And being online means that we can find the best teachers around the entire world and have them in one place. But you don't have to use us. You don't have to outsource anything. You can do it all yourself. But if you wanted to, there are plenty of different options out there. So you don't have to be a teacher to home educate. You can be resourceful and you can facilitate the learning and you can learn with your child. So if they ask a question, you can just say, I don't know, but we can find out together. Let's, let's Google it. Let's find resources. Let's go to the library and look it up. Let's ask people. Let's interview someone. There's so many different ways that you can find answers today. And we're so lucky with the internet, everything is at our fingertips. It makes it so much easier for parents to opt into home education. Okay, so that's number three, expertise. Now, next, what we're going to talk about is network. Now, I believe this is super important. Having a network around you that helps you on days that aren't going great. Because like anything in life, you're going to have great days when you're home educating. And you're going to have days where you feel like you've made a mistake. That's perfectly normal. And because you're working with another human and so closely, there'll be days when you want to do some work and your child doesn't want to do some work, right? And then there's a conflict there. So you need to have a strong network around you so they can pick you up when you're feeling down. They can give you the reassurance when you feel like things aren't going right and they're there to support. 
Now, when you're home educating, not everyone in your direct and immediate family is going to be supportive of what you're doing. So it's important to find a network outside of that where you can speak to without it being so close to home. So find your local community. Go on Facebook and search for your local town and type in the word home education and see what happens. Speak to people. Home education is really fascinating because as soon as you're in the world, you realize how big the world is because you'll find people home educating everywhere. But when you're in a school environment, you don't know what's going out in the home education world. So it's like when you buy a new car of a particular brand. At first, you didn't even realize that people on your street had that brand of car. But as soon as you buy that car, it's in your focus. And everywhere you look, you see the same color and you see the same brand everywhere. And it's like that with home education. As soon as you start home educating and you start talking about it and people start realizing you're doing it, It opens up so many groups and so many networks and so many families of people also in the same boat as you. But don't overwhelm yourself. So I've known lots of families that realize that there's so much happening and there's so many clubs and there's so many outings that are happening in their local community that they fill in their entire diary Monday till Saturday of days outs with different people. And that is exhausting and overwhelming. It might be exciting and a novelty that there's so much happening, but limit yourself, pace yourself, because you want to have the energy that when you're in these groups that you can have conversations that are valuable and that you are making connections. There's no point of having so many outings and the quality of them drops because you're tired and your child is tired. Network is really important, but pick and choose and slowly build it up. There'll be communities that you link with that you don't work with after a while because you realize that your values don't align and the way that you want to home educate doesn't align. And that's completely fine. Find your tribe and it's going to take a little while, but you'll find them and focus on values. It doesn't have to be interests, but values. Find values, commonality between values of different groups of people. And then you'll find other areas that you can work on together as families. And that should be your network. Because if the values align, the families will give you good advice and guidance when things are going wrong. If you're just basing your network on your interests, You're going to have conflicting values in those people. They might be interested in the same things as you, but they might not hold the same principles and values. And that's more central than anything else. And that's why at UK Virtual School, we really focus on those values. They're really important. And what we're finding is as we're growing now and our branding is strong, the families that are coming to us also align with those values. And our values are growth mindset. So enjoying the journey, not just the end result. That's what growth mindset is all about. Another value is curiosity. So asking questions and never being afraid of being curious about the world. Our third one is diversity and inclusion. Being accepting of everyone, not just tolerating. I don't like the word tolerate because tolerate means that you don't really like someone, but you're just, you're getting along with them. We accept the fact that we're all different and unique. And we celebrate that. It's actually kind of going, I'm not the same as you, but we can still get along with each other. And that's what we're all about. Like we celebrate the fact that everyone is so unique at UK Virtual School and we attract families that are so unique and it's amazing. And our final value is innovation. So the fact that we're constantly taking feedback and adapting and changing, we are never constant at anything. We're always adapting. And that's what you want. You want people to evolve. And so that value is really important to us as well. So find what your core values are. And then 
find other people that share those core values. And that is your network and your tribe. So, so far, we talked about structure, content, expertise, network. And finally, future. Your future is really important. What do you plan to do with your child's future? Are you planning to home educate long term? Or are you planning to home educate short term? Because that you should have, that, that can change. Like you can completely change that. But have a vision of where you're going. Because that will define who your network is. What expertise you bring in or whether you facilitate yourself. It'll define the content that you teach. It'll define the structure that you have. If the future vision for you is that after two years your child is going to go back into school then your structure your content your expertise that you bring in and the network that you develop should be around that you might want to do some amazing content with them but you'd always want to keep them on track with the national curriculum as well so they fit in when they go back but if you're planning to home educate long term and your child's just in year two or primary and you're planning to home educate for the next 10 years or so then your structure your, the expertise that you bring in, the network, the content is all going to be very different to someone that's going to send their kid back in a year or two. Think about the future. What is your vision so far? And that can change. And as it changes, everything else will evolve as well. But think about what it is that you want to do. Do you want them to sit GCSEs at home? Do you want them to get into the secondary school that you've got your eye on? Do you plan to move and take them to a school abroad? Do you plan to home educate and travel? And that's your future. And in which case, how can you prepare them for that? Can you take on a subject like worldviews where they are learning about different countries? That might be great if you're planning to travel. So things like that, your future, the future of what you want for your child will determine everything else that you do when you home educate. And if you are considering doing GCSEs at home, have a look at the 101 guide to exams as a home educator. So that was in season one. I think it's episode six or seven. It's a great podcast, first of all. But then there's also a great downloadable booklet that you find everything in there that will help you to make the decision on what subjects they take, what exam boards, help you find local exam centres, all of that's in there. We're going to do something similar with this as well. There'll be a one-on-one guide to kickstarting home education. It'll be on the website. You'll be able to download it. It'll have all of this information and there'll be links and, and bits and pieces in there for you to gain information as well and work through. We'll make it into like a work booklet so you can use that as a guide to when you are considering home education or you're a bit lost and you want some guidance on how to kickstart or restart that again at home. Okay, so today we've talked about five different areas. There's been structure, there's been content, expertise, network and future. If you decide to join UK Virtual School, we can offer all five of those under one roof. And it's great because we give you the structure and the guidance to follow. And we have a three week structure. So we do three weeks of teaching from the first Monday of the month for three weeks. And then we have a week off. We don't try and replicate school because part of being home educating is that you want to do things differently. And so you could go on a holiday in that final week or you could do plan all your outings and do something different in that final week and be away from screen. We follow the national curriculum for the core subjects and then we have some amazing other subjects like worldviews and time travel and art and music and languages and instruments. And our timetable is always constantly growing and we're adding new subjects 
all the time. And so the content bit is sorted. And in terms of expertise, we have great teachers who are experts in the areas that they work in. So even at primary level, we have teachers that work in specific subject areas. So Lucy does our art, Dennis does our music. We have an amazing maths teacher, Adra Maki, and Gemma is our English teacher. Our early years is Helen. She does reception year one and year two. We've just added reception. So we're constantly adding things and adapting. And so we've got expert teachers and secondary is similar as well. We've got experts that are working in each of those areas. And you can outsource as little as one subject to us. And then network. We have a monthly parents meeting. We have a monthly assembly with the kids. We're planning to do residential trips. You could have a really strong network at UK Virtual School and we consider everyone as part of the family. And so there's always feedback coming in and going both ways and we're always evolving. So that is something that we really value, especially when being online and things can feel so distant, that relationships are really important to develop. We've built some brilliant relationships over the years. Like we've got some families that have stayed with us right from the beginning when we first started we didn't have a website we didn't have any testimonials they just believed that they were going to be joining something amazing and they have like we've grown in the last three years this is our third academic year so we haven't even finished the third year yet so if you're looking for a network that's going to grow with you and you get to be part of a growing school then we have that at UK virtual school and then future at whatever point you join with us you'll know that we will cater for up to 16 for GCSEs, we might offer A-level in the future. It's something that lots of people have asked us. But at the moment, we're catering up until GCSEs. So we can support you and help you. We've got loads of resources on our website, which is about supporting you in your home education journey. So if you're starting on this journey and you're looking for a one-on-one guide or you know someone that's looking for this, send them this podcast. Listen to this podcast, make notes, download the booklet, reach out to us. I'm Sid, by the way, I'm the founder of UK Virtual School. I'm always happy for you to arrange a meeting to have a chat. Even if you're not going to go with us, find out about us and find out a little bit about home education and what it has to offer. You can book in a meeting with me through the website and I'll be happy to chat with you and find out about your family because every family is unique and different and it's always so fascinating hearing about everyone's journey and what brings them to home education. And it's not always pretty. Like some people feel like they have no other choice but to home educate because the school system has let them down. Others have opted to do it because they see something in home education that they think that their kids will thrive in, that they want to travel, they want to do things. And no two stories are the same. So whatever your reason is, UK Virtual School is always open to hearing about your journey. Yeah, we welcome you to our family if that's what you choose to do. Remember, you don't need an online school to home educate. You can do it all yourself. All luck in the world to you if you do do it all yourself because it is a lot of work and a lot of determination. And we know a lot of families that have achieved that. And it's amazing what you can do, not just with one kid, two kids, three kids, but like with four or five kids they've done that with. So it is possible and good luck if you choose that direction. But don't be afraid to reach out for help if that's something that you also need. It might be that you're working part-time, but you're working from home and you want to outsource some of the subjects. It's also very difficult to teach your own child. So we're here if you need that level of support. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening. This is the final episode of season two. Have fun home educating and I'll speak to you guys soon. Bye. Thank you for listening in to the UK Virtual School podcast. We hope you took lots of value from this podcast. 
And if you did, please remember to like and subscribe and to share what you've learned with other families. Now, if you want to find out more about UK Virtual School, go to our website, ukvirtualschool.co.uk. Or you can join our page or Facebook group, UK Virtual School. We hope that your home education journey is an exciting one. And if you're right at the beginning of starting out, do reach out to us and ask us for support. If you're considering joining us, why not book a Zoom meeting with me so we can explore and discuss options for your family. I'm Sid, you've been listening into the UK Virtual School podcast and I'll see you next time.